Hi everyone, before we get started, we wanted to let you know that we recorded most of our Luke Cage rewinds before the resurgence in Black Lives Matter protests after the killings of George Floyd and countless others. As you probably know, the Luke Cage series goes deep into the kinds of racism faced by Black people every day. As hosts who are not Black, we have not covered it as well as we should have, but we are trying to get better. We stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Movement, so our non-discussion of the issue in these episodes comes from uh, recording before the tragedies and not ignoring the issues. Welcome to Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and responds to every movie, show, and one-shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Al Rodriguez. And I'm Tony Camarena. And before we jump into this week's Rewind, we want to ask you to please follow us on Twitter. We are at MCU underscore Rewind. And we'd also love it if you gave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or uh, whatever podcast app it is you're using. That would be swell. Uh, And, you know, telling your friends to subscribe to our show, etc. All that stuff. And with that, today's episode is the season premiere, series premiere of Luke Cage. We're talking about season one, episode one, Moment of Truth, which dropped on Netflix on September 30th, 2016. And here's our brief rundown of the episode in one minute or less. Luke Cage, previously seen in Jessica Jones, keeps a low profile as a sweeper at Pop's Barbershop and as a dishwasher at Cornell Stokes nightclub, Harlem's Paradise. Luke is told that he has to bartend because the regular bartender calls him sick. The bartender is actually with two of his friends, attacking an arms deal set up by one of Cornell's men, or some of Cornell's men. One of them panics and is killed, while the other two escape with the money. Meanwhile, Luke meets uh, and has a little more than coffee with Detective Misty Knight. Later, Misty and her partner investigate and impound the Hammer Industries weapons that Cornell was selling. With help from Shades, who works for Stokes' supplier, Diamondback, Cornell tracks and kills the bartender who stole the money. Stokesman also supports his cousin, Mariah Dillard, a councilwoman, and demand contributions to her cause from Luke's landlords. Luke's fights him off, but refuses payment for his actions. The end. All right. So I don't know if you were exactly one minute or if you were five seconds over. Uh, I wasn't paying attention when he started, but All right. well, close. don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. When I edit this, I'll just edit it shorter than one minute. So I'm always right. <sighs> All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fair. You're the one doing the actual work. <laughs> if there um. If there were no articles like A or the in the recording, then you could, all listeners know that I edited it down. <laughs> all right, so let's get started with our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. You didn't see that coming? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a shot first, because usually I take this over. Do you have any fast facts, Sal? Uh, I do have two, uh, so I guess I'll, I'll just jump into them. Uh, the first one, uh, the Bermuda Triangle has as many ship and plane disappearances as any other region in the ocean. 
really any other region that's what i've been talking about the average or like the exact same number across (laughs) the board (laughs) Uh, apparently it's the exact same number across the board um it's probably like a rolling number right like you know one place gets another one and so then eventually all the other ones get another one before that place gets a second well maybe um bermuda triangle was the first one Oh, so it's always one up yes. more others. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. Hey, is uh, Jamaica <laughs> in the Caribbean? Or in Bermuda, I mean? Like the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle? Uh, it is in the Caribbean. Yeah. I don't think it's in the Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Oh, no, I know this. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, I, I know this because uh, I went to Jamaica last year, and uh, I asked my wife, and she was making fun of me because... <laughs> It's in the Caribbean. The uh, Bermuda is in the Caribbean, but they're not like they don't overlap. Okay. I think it's something like that. I, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle is probably part of the Caribbean. Well, I was just thinking they do reference Jamaica a lot in Luke Cage. So I was like, that probably is why you mentioned this in the Fast Facts instead of just making a joke. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. Uh, the other Fast Fact is um, they are. Uh, in rewatching the this episode, then uh, compared to the first time I watched it, they're actually uh, very clear about this fact. But uh, in case you missed the ten times that they reference it, um, this show does take place after the events of Jessica Jones season one. Um, the first time I watched it, I just for some reason I just couldn't tell. Like it, it was messing with me that he went from owning a bar to having these odd jobs essentially, and so that mm-hmm. that's where I got a little confused. Uh, but they do, they, they are very clear in the show that this is after it. So Yes. Yeah. Um, not completely sure how long afterwards. I can't remember if I'm, we're going to talk about it in, in this episode or next episode. I think next episode. But I mean, I'm curious how long after Jessica Jones takes place. Yeah, that's a good point. I feel like they gave something, but now I can't remember. I guess that's a note that you have for next week. So okay. we'll leave that. All right, a couple more fast facts. Um, the episode title. Every episode in this season is named after a song by the hip-hop uh, duo uh, Gangstar. So this is a moment of truth comes from the uh, title track of their album from 1998. Which, if I can find a clean version, every one of the end episode songs will be the song from that episode. Because it's just easier in my life. <laughs> Um, Pop calls Luke Power Man, which is Luke Cage's alias. Uh, he used pretty regularly up until 1992, I guess. Um, we also hear the kid uh, on the street selling uh, videos of the incident with Tony Stark and the old guy with the shield and the blonde guy with the hammer, because you can't say any other superhero's names in this. I still don't know why. That bothers me a lot. Okay. Yeah, I was shocked. You know what? They threw Tony Stark's name in there. At least they did that, which is a big step up from <laughs> Daredevil and Jessica Jones. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I-, I wonder if they just threw it in hoping, all right, we can at least get one of these. Let's get the famous one. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Cottonmouth is selling Justin Hammer. Or is he selling or trying to buy? I think he's trying to sell Cotton- uh, Justin Hammer's weapons. Yeah, he, he was selling. Yeah. So with Hammer's weapons, is Hammer, did he get those guns from Justin Hammer's company 
or since Hammer went down and Iron Man 2 are like his weapons on the black market now? Um, I mean, I would assume that the company is still around. Uh, we, we have no indication that like the company went under just because the CEO left. It's, it's probably a publicly traded company. Um, so I, I assume that maybe he got, I mean, I, I'm just assuming that he got it through black market means of some way. They're not just out there, but I don't know. Maybe he, maybe we'll find out later in the season. Cause I know that there's some other stuff that where uh, hammer tech comes in and, uh, and yeah, maybe we'll get that later. Yeah. All right. So that's all my fast facts. Woohoo. All right. So ready to move on to our hero, which we have one of them this time, so it makes it easier. <laughs> <laughs> uh sounds good. Yes, that's uh uh it's gonna be a lot easier this season. All right. Yeah. Well, for now at least. We'll see what happens. I'm trying to remember some of the other characters. But yeah, yeah, let's go with that. Maybe it's enough that the world thinks I'm a hero. I saw you. You're a hero, like a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... I'm Luke Cage. You can't burn me, you can't blast me, and you definitely can't break me. I am Harlem, and Harlem is me. Let's talk about Luke, Luke Cage. Oh, I was going to talk about Turk Barrett. I thought he was a hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is he in this episode? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Got well, wait to ruin next week. He's such hey, a I didn't say he was in next so. week. I just knew he was in um, the Defenders universe. You just ruined it that he's in next week's for everybody. All right, I ruined another thing with the Defenders universe. All right, you gotta you gotta edit that out then. Yep. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but Luke, um, we probably mentioned this back when he showed up in uh, Jessica Jones, but um, Luke Cage is his first appearance was in June of 1972 in Luke Cage. Hero for Hire, number one. Which is ironic, because he's not for hire at the end of this number, the first episode of his own series. <laughs> yeah, very explicit about that one. Yeah. Also, Nick Cage took his last name from Luke Cage. Which I know I mentioned last time. I mean, it's such a cool name. Like, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, so one of the things about Luke I really wanted to bring up is... Uh, his his character seems to have, have uh, changed a lot since the last time we saw him in Jessica Jones, right? Like now he really wants to be left alone. He doesn't like he he's no longer like the uh, let's see. I don't want to I don't want to say womanizing. Um, he's no longer a uh, what's the phrase? He's no longer sleeping around. Basically, there was that yeah. one lady who was uh, uh, like, you know, really into him and she gives him her number uh, and he just tosses it, basically. Um, so I'm, I'm curious what that changes. Like, maybe it's related to losing the bar. I'm wondering if that's related to Kilgrave, if that whole interaction just really messed with him or uh, or what. Oh, I think so. I think, think about Luke's history with women. The last three women he was with was Reva, who died. Uh-huh. Um, the person who lied to him who was um cheating on her husband with luke heard him and then jessica jones which got him mind controlled and his bar blown up i would stay away from women just for a little while if i were him too if i had that history <laughs> <laughs> all right that's that's fair yeah uh it took me a second to remember the uh the the woman cheating on her husband like now i remember because that's that, that happened in jessica jones 
and uh, then that guy found out, and he like went to Luke's bar to to attack him, and things yeah. didn't go well for him. Yeah, for, for and the then also, point. yeah, and I think he's trying to keep his head down a little bit because he's again he got Kilgrave's attention because Kilgrave knew he had the powers. So that didn't work out well for him. Again, the bar exploding and him getting shot in the face. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that sounds good to me. Uh, I mean, things change a lot in this season, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I said this. Well, no, I guess I didn't because we've only really seen him fight one other time. And that bar scene that we were just talking about where the, uh, the woman's husband comes in to try and beat him up. Um, so in that fight, he was, you know, he was being careful. He was hitting those guys uh, mm-hmm. in this episode at the end, he, uh, I guess, because he doesn't own that Chinese restaurant. He just doesn't care. <laughs> he He's does throwing care. people through through the glass, uh, through or the glass window into furniture, all those chairs into the wall that I think has a mirror on it. Uh, he is he's not trying to hold back. So, no, they I must mean, also uh... be horrible landlords. Well, I don't know. They're they're letting him stay when he's ten weeks late on his rent. Ten days, ten days we can lay on his rent. It's a lot better. Um, <laughs> I mean, they can't be that bad. <laughs> I, I guess that's true. Yeah, if they were horrible, they would like already be trying to kick him out. I have no idea what the tenant laws are like in New York. Um, I'd imagine they're pretty decent, but yeah, I'm sure there's well, there's mean, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'm basing this on, you know, Peter Parker in the 2000, in Spider-Man 2, the way the 2003, 2004 version, where he was always late on his rent, and they never kicked him out. (laughs) So I figure New York's pretty lenient. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, everything we know about New York labor laws is is pretty lenient on things, so, okay. (laughs) Um. Well, we're talking about the the fight scene in Genghis Khanis, obviously one of the best names for a Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I do love, and we talked about this with in Jessica Jones, but his very low effort fighting style, like it doesn't matter. He no one can beat him <laughs> in his mind. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, granted, he hasn't fought Thor. Um... <laughs> Well, yeah, he really hasn't been in any situation where it's gonna matter, and he's doing everything he can to stay out of those situations. It's true. I do like the last guy who kind of rips off Iron Man three by saying, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't even like those guys," and tries to run <laughs> out. <laughs> well, it worked for him at least. It did. Yeah, I guess it worked for that guy in Iron Man three. He yeah, he ran leave. away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm assuming he survived. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, rewinding a little bit, we get uh, Luke's kind of spy- one of his Spider-Man moments, I call them. He uh, sees uh, the kid leaving Pops with a gun to meet his friend, and he doesn't stop him or say anything. And then later, that kid, is he the one who ends up dead? Uh, not in this episode. Spoiler alert. Okay, no, I mean, at the end of this episode, uh, we know that two of the kids are on the run and one of them is dead. Right, yeah, he he's one of the ones on the run. Okay. At, at the end of this one, yeah. Yeah, so, like, he could have prevented it from happening. And later he blames himself for that. At least, it seems like he does. 
I completely missed that. But you know, you're you're right. Like he he did have his moment. He uh, he just decided to uh, be selfish and stay out of things. Yep. All right. Let's see. I think that's most of what's up with Luke. He he. Well, he does sleep with uh, Misty, which I guess he's over the no women thing really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually kind of gonna uh, bring that up a little bit. Um, so he, yeah, he had no interest in any women until he meets Misty at the club, um, mm-hmm. and so he he's talking to her, and I I guess he is uh i'm sure i think i had a word this um tony you've been to a bar before at a prime hour for being at a bar so you know how hard it is to get any interaction with a bartender and uh yeah so luke is having a full-on conversation with misty so (laughs) so i mean it seems pretty accurate there's always like the bartender's talking to one person (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as far as movies and TV shows go, this is normal. But uh, in real life, no. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I just got to mention that we've got a muscly guy in a little coat. I mean, I know he's a big man, but couldn't they give him like a regular size coat? <laughs> <laughs> they, they they don't just have another one in the back. They They only have they only have the one for the other guy who was supposed to work there or. Or was that just I, I an guess. extra one they have in the back? I mean, I would imagine that the other guy would take his home. Yeah, it's a suit, right? Or it's, I have it's, no idea. Yeah, what it's the... a suit. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, what what would a company normally do? Because like I've worked in food industry before, where they had like like they have a, a dress code, and then they mm-hmm. supply any uniform type of thing, like an apron or something like that. Um, I don't know what it's like in this case because that's you know that's kind of a nicer thing. It's a suit, right? Like. Is it on you to take care of it, to get it dry cleaned or whatever? Uh, that's what I would assume. And then my thought for Harmless Paradise is, you know, you're taking a risk on these kids who don't have the best upbringing. They might show up from wherever in whatever clothes. They might have extra clothes in case they need them to work, but they're not ready. Okay, and then got it. their dry cleaning bill would come out of their paycheck or something like that. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, it, it probably is one of those businesses where they, they put as many fees as they can on the employees. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like Cottonmouth's the type of guy who's, he thinks of himself like Pop. He's he's trying to give these these kids who have a rough life a better a better place to work. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I guess I, I haven't really seen it that way. I, I have no idea how he runs a business. I didn't really think of it from that perspective. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't know Cottonmouth very well. We'll we'll talk about him in just right now if we want to move on to our villains. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature the hell does that mean that i am the ill intent what about turning the other cheek jesus saves i don't all right so 
Uh, I have actually three things for villains, because I counted the place, Harlem's Paradise, as a villain. Or at least a setting the villain's hideout, so it deserved its own section, in my mind. <laughs> okay. Is this our first villain's hideout? I mean, it is as far as our format goes, but like as far as a series. Or uh, I'm trying... the series being the MCU. Yeah. Um, it's our first notable one i mean i guess we could consider um fisk's uh penthouse in season one his like his hideout oh yeah that's true yeah it definitely is okay yeah i guess we've had a few things well season two of daredevil if you want to count um the where the hand were uh when they were yeah the sewers stuff yeah 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 sewers uh yeah, I guess. I mean, I this guess is Fisk... this is the only like named setting of like a villain's hideout. I mean, this is Harlem's Paradise is so important in this show. That's um, true. Yeah, yeah. Just a little bit of uh, things about it. It's actually not even like where they filmed it. Not even in Harlem. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, it's the Music Hall of Williamsburg, uh, in Brooklyn. If you've ever seen the movie School of Rock, it's the scene. The opening scene is takes place there. Oh, yeah. And um, I was wondering, did Cornell get his stake in Harlem's Paradise as like one of the rebuilding efforts after the Hulk destroyed Harlem? <laughs> That's a good question. I, I mean, I keep forgetting that that movie is part of the MCU because we never talk about it at all. We bring up literally every other movie multiple times, but that movie, yeah. no. Uh, <laughs> huh. I, I mean, maybe. Yeah, that, that could have been what happened, how we got a, how we got a start yeah. in that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's all I have for Harmless Paradise if we want to just move all the way into Cottonmouth. I mean, not into <laughs> Cottonmouth. Because you get bit and he's poisonous, but still, uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. I don't, I don't really have much else to say about uh, about the place. Yeah, so um, Cottonmouth original uh, came out in Luke Cage Power Man number eighteen in nineteen seventy four, and he has a superpower in the comics that I would love to see Mahershala Ali actually use in this, but we never, I don't think we ever do. Is he has fangs? And he can bite through Luke Cage's skin. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure we will end up seeing that in Blade. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not on Luke Cage, although that would be awesome. Yeah. I want to see Luke Cage fight some vampires. Yeah. I mean, I guess we should talk about Mahershala Ali, who will be our Blade eventually. Yeah, whenever that happens. Uh Yeah, I mean, (laughs) he's... Again... Uh, hoping they bring Mike Coulter, Luke, into the um, MCU proper and have that awkward moment when uh, Luke goes, don't I know you from somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) And then he just, uh, Blade just turns to him and said, this is me now. Live with it. (laughs) Live with it. Get over it. (laughs) Or get over it. Ah, I knew I was going to get that part of the quote wrong. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Mahershala Ali actually became a real big actor in the last couple of years. Uh, he won Best Supporting Actor for Moonlight in 2018. Um, 
he also plays Uncle Aaron in um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You know, the Prowler. Oh, cool. And um, he was in the show that I was obsessed with in the early 2000s, or maybe mid-2000s, called The 4400, which is the first thing I ever saw him in. Uh, did oh. you ever watch that show? No. What was it about? Was it about like a bunch of people that went missing and then showed up? Yeah. They Pretty much they go missing for like spanning from like 1927 till whatever modern day was like 2004 2005 at that time and then they all reappear with no memory where they've been but some of them have superpowers and yeah he was one of the main characters who went back to the past or went who was from the past and i can't remember what his power was or if he ever had one but yeah Okay, and in the interest of ruining the show for me and everyone else listening who hasn't uh, heard of this, what was the reason behind it? Because I'm like, I don't have any interest in watching a show like that, but I'm always curious, like what they bring up as like the reason. Was it aliens? I don't. Think no, it was, it was actually humans from the future brought them to the future and instilled them with powers that will help them save the Earth, like from climate change and war and stuff like that. So they all had individual powers, which, when studied, could improve humanity. Oh, that sounds cool. All right, I like yeah. that. <laughs> it's not aliens; it's future people. Much better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's basically aliens. <laughs> so, anything about Mister Stokes? Uh, not really. I mean, I uh, just to add a little bit to um, uh, when you were talking about his uh his fangs in the comics, where he he mm-hmm. can pierce Luke Cage's skin. Uh, he also has super strength, so he's. Um, he is stronger than a normal human. Yeah. I mean, that's that's barely worth mentioning anymore. (laughs) I mean, everyone's got super strength. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I mean, if they had regular strength, we'd just call them weaklings. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Everyone, like, must have, like, a little bit of something else, right? Like, Like, everyone has to have some sort of super strength. They probably have, like a minimum of like a slightly faster healing factor it's you know better than a normal human but not as good mm-hmm. as wolverine uh, i'm sure they have everything else yeah you're right okay um one thing i i saw this comparison online with um uh the relationship between uh um cornell and his cousin mariah who we're going to talk about in a second mm-hmm. have you ever seen the godfather Nope. Okay. Well, in The Godfather, um, the goal of uh, Vito, which is, um, you know, give me, give him offer, can refuse, the, main, the Don, the actual Godfather, mm-hmm. his uh-huh. goal is for one of his sons, Sonny, to take over the family business of, um, of running the criminal empire. And for his second oldest son, um, Michael to become like he's a war hero this right after world war Two, to become like legitimate run for senate then maybe the presidency and make his family legitimate which makes me think of how mariah and cornell uh are working their um their family is like mariah is the legitimate the councilwoman who's trying to get their family off from being criminals where cornell is still making the money with the business so whatever i can't remember the name of the person who raised them they mentioned her the yeah i don't i don't remember either um 
damn it because as soon as they said it too like i was like oh yeah that's right because um i want to say that they they give us a little bit more of that backstory in season two but mm-hmm. oh, i can't remember her name yeah well um mother mabel yeah there you go mother mabel i feel like was the crime boss and she did spoiler for the godfather that came out in like 1978 she's doing a lot better uh with her family than vita corleone did with his family so it doesn't work out in the godfather no the the yeah you should see well, godfather now yeah now i don't need to watch three movies i think i'm good oh well you only need to see the first two the third one's not great (laughs) all right i'll just start with number three then since apparently your uh, whole storyline there ruined number three or ruined one and two actually my whole storyline ruined number one that was all in the first movie oh okay well cool anyway (laughs) black mariah mariah dillard i don't think they call her black mariah in this but um she was in luke cage hero for hire number five back in january 1973 and in the comics, do you know anything about her in the comics? Not at all. All right. She has no powers, but she's a 400-pound woman who's also an excellent fighter who just surprises people with how fast she can be. <laughs> okay. Uh, is she also a villain? Yes. She okay. is part of the same crime syndicate, which I remember reading, but I didn't write it down, that uh, Cottonmouth is and um, Diamondback. Okay, got it. Is yeah. she also in? Uh, I forget what she is. She's not a senator, right? She's in Congress. What? What is she? She's a she's a councilwoman, like city council. council. Oh, that's right. No, okay. she's a she's a crime boss. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. And then um, we got a little bit of Alfre Woodard, who's their actress, who we've already seen in Captain America: Civil War. Unfortunately, not the same character. I'm sorry, she should not have been in Civil War. They should have used a different actress. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, I mean, I'd like to pretend that she's the same character. But she's really not. <laughs> I I know, I know. But you can still <laughs> pretend. Like, you can say, like, oh, you know, uh, in Civil War, you know, she got really angry, and then she just focused all of her energy at um, going back to her roots in Harlem and becoming a councilwoman and doing all this stuff and then reconnecting with her cousin because it's been a long time and then she just falls into all this stuff and and doesn't mention her son that died in sokovia i mean she doesn't want to bring up bad memories she thinks about him every day but that's it (laughs) no no i think it's a little too far for me but you can you can (laughs) believe that okay um alfrey worded in addition to captain america civil war she was in star trek first contact um she was Sarabi, the um, Simba's mom in the 2019 Lion King, and in a series of unfortunate events, the um, TV show that's really good on Netflix if you haven't watched it. Oh, okay. Uh, I know my wife really liked that. I saw the first episode or two, couldn't get into it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very unique flavor. I liked it a lot. But, yeah. Um, but talking about Miss Mariah Dillard, Stokes Dillard, what? I'm not sure which one her last name is. Um, we see that she's not... I mean, she's part of this crime family, even though she's like the legitimate side, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And we see the scene of her at this community outreach in front of the families, in front of the um, Crispus... Uh, 
was it? I can't remember. I have it written down. But um, a community outreach uh, thing for the people, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And she shakes some hands, says how great you guys are, how much she's part of this community. And then she puts hand sanitizer on her hands and washes her hands. Now, this is meant to show how uh, cold a person she is. She doesn't want the germs of the masses on her, something like that. But you and I, right now when we're recording this, this is the second or the first week of April. We are in the middle of our social distancing that the world hopefully will be done by June when you guys hear this. But to me, putting hand sanitizer on your hands doesn't seem crazy. It seems like common sense. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like when your job is literally shaking a bunch of people's hands and getting sick just sucks. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't seem that bad, right? I mean, plus there, there's so many reasons why you'd want to clean your hands after. I mean, like, hell, we keep reading a bunch of stories right now since we're talking about all the, the COVID stuff um, or hearing about it. You know, a lot of people that are just have, uh, what is it, uh, autoimmune, immune, no, suppress. I forget. The thing. Basically, where they're, they're, they they have issues with their immune system. Yeah, um, yeah immunity you know, compromised. There you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would make sense. Honestly, if I shook someone's hand and they pulled out some, uh, uh, you know, anything to clean off their hands, sanitize their hands, I wouldn't care. I just figured that they're a germaphobe. Yeah. But no, this is be like, she doesn't really care about them. She doesn't want their germs. Like, that's, that's fair. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't want other people's germs, but I'm stuck with them. Yep. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've got, we, you and I, de- depending on how well we remember the future of the season, um, <laughs> know what's going to happen to these characters. Mm-hmm. But right now, which villain do you like more, like as a character? Stokes or Dillard? Uh, definitely Stokes. I mean, he's just, he seems like a really cool guy. He's very smooth. Uh, crime is his thing. Yeah, I just think overall he's it, it, like as far as watching, you know, which which villain I want to do more villainous things and get more screen time. Probably him. Okay, I mean, I like Dillard more because I feel like she's more conniving and she's more dangerous because she's pretending to be something she's not. She's not, which is like someone who cares for the community. Where Stokes is, he is what he is. He's a crime boss and he's a club owner. And he's a sleazy guy. So I feel like Mariah is more dangerous. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, especially given, you know, what we know a little bit about, you know, like having seen uh, previous shows like in the Netflix MCU world. Right. You know, uh, Jessica Jones had to be really careful when going after Kilgrave because she knew what he could do and uh, she wanted to stop him. Right. Right. Um, Mm hmm. You know, if, if Luke Cage were in the same position, stopping Mariah uh, Wright, right? Mariah is her name. I'm, I'm still getting used to the character's names. I'm always horrible. Her name is Mariah. Shows. Mariah. Okay, Mariah. good. Uh, <laughs> so trying to stop her, like he would probably be in that same position of wanting to stop her right. And then, uh, you know, it would be a whole thing, bunch of episodes and trying to get evidence, et cetera, et cetera. And um, yeah, I guess that's true. Like she would be more dangerous overall. Um, but I feel like I feel like I wouldn't enjoy that as much. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah, I mean we've seen Mariah's like Fisk, where she's like protected by the law, where 
we haven't seen a villain like um, Cottonmouth yet. Yeah, exactly. All right, I get that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, if we want to talk about our third and final villain, like uh, I put Shades in his own little section. Okay, sounds good. Um, yeah. Shades, uh, Luke Cage, Hero of a Hire, number one, back in June of 1972. Superpower, hand-to-hand combat, and sit wearing sunglasses at night. <laughs> Is that actually a superpower, or you just wanted to bring that Well, I mean, it's bugging me. I think episode two, he wears the sunglasses at night. It's like, how do you see? Come on, man. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Like, every time I see any character do that, like... Like, okay, I can kind of get sunglasses inside, but not at night. Yeah. I mean, uh, his name would have to be, like, sometimes Shades, if he wore his shades sometimes. But no, <laughs> his name is all the time Shades, or just Shades uh, for short. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Then again, I mean, I say all this as a person who doesn't like wearing sunglasses, so. Yeah. yeah. I like wearing sunglasses back when I wore contacts. Now I just wear glasses all the time and I can't. Because those transitional lenses are annoying. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I, uh, for some reason, you know, living in California, growing up there, I was always fine. I'd go outside, like, eh, I could see needing some sunglasses. There were a few times where, like, I needed them, but if I didn't have them with me, then I was fine. Um, it would just suck for a few minutes. Uh, here in Florida, no, like, I, I actually need sunglasses when I go outside. There are times where I, like, realize, like, oh, God. Uh, you I need are to go in back the sunshine state. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know one thing about Shades? He gets recognized by Luke from his jail time. If Shades just also wore a baseball cap, no one would ever recognize him. Ah, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he, I'm sure he could still wear his shades with the, the baseball cap. Well, yeah, I mean, you wear sunglasses and a baseball cap, you're invisible to everybody in the MCU. Yeah, then again, at the same time... Um, Luke Cage is also kind of trying to hide out and keep a low profile. He also should be wearing a baseball cap. Well, no, that's that's undoubtedly true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's not a very good hider. <laughs> that is true. Um, I wonder if he just gave up, giving that he's just such a big guy. He's like, eh, if someone sees me, they see me. That's it. Yeah, pretty much. What are they going to do? <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else about our villains before we move on? Uh, no, that's it. So it's time for time for our ad break. All right, let's take a quick break and uh, pay some bills. Welcome to Baskin Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so start graving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the chair. So everyone, the world is literally on fire, but not like literally on fire, more of a figurative fire, um, like a this is fine kind of fire. (laughs) And and in these trying times, there's only one thing that can get you through that fire filled funk. Tony, tell our listeners what that is. It's our sponsor. (laughs) Oh, no, Tony, uh, I don't think you have the the most up to date document. Uh, We had to drop them due to a conflict of interest. Anyway, the answer is Pops Barbershop. Quartet. (laughs) 
And today's offer is to help you join such a talented group. Pops Barbershop Quartet is holding auditions to find some new members, and this is your chance. You have the opportunity to join uh, such famous and talented groups like the Dapper Dans and the B-Sharps. Use promo code MCU Rewind today to get a free haircut after your audition. Yay. <laughs> well, that's, that's a good segue into our guys in the chair. Guy in the chair. I think that's what I want to do. Is help people with abilities. No, 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 no. Not those three wombats. No way. We'll start off with Pop. Pop's a good guy. I like Pop. <laughs> he is. You know, he's really helpful to everyone. Uh, he's really trying to convince Luke to go out and use his powers for good. Uh, mm-hmm. All that stuff, yeah. Um, uh, it's it's really nice. Um, he's like the only like completely innocent person in this, uh, trying to keep these kids out of like crime and give them a good place to to stay and to build a community. I hope nothing bad happens to him. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm sure he'll be fine, right? You know, you you got to keep the the mentor figure around for a long yeah. time. Yeah, so all of your time. Good. I mean. Think about all the mentors, like Uncle Ben. Oh wait, um, or how about Doctor Erskine? Wait, no. Um, how about Yen Sid from I? Wait, no, not him. I'm sure he'll be fine. Anyway, <laughs> perfectly, perfectly fine. Um, I don't at have a, a lot minimum, to say. Oh, go ahead. I, I, at a minimum, if anything happens to him, I'm sure it'll be a long time from now. Probably like season finale or something, or second to last episode of the season, something to yeah. that effect. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a while. Definitely, definitely. Pop, Pop just is just a good guy. Nothing else to say really about Pop, unless you have anything else. No, no, that's it. Oh, he uh, doesn't like people cursing in his uh, barbershop. Yeah, yeah. I which mean, is a swear. pretty big theme of the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's something. Oh, we'll talk about more. But Luke has somewhat the same opinion. I hmm. how old do you think Pop is? Uh, that's a good question. Um, somewhere in his early sixties, maybe. Why? I was just like, okay, he's not. He's not in like his nineties. That would have made no sense. I'm like, he could have just like grown up in the same area as Captain America, who also doesn't like cursing. <laughs> <laughs> he just grew up with the same values. Didn't have to grow oh. up with Cap. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, I mean, Cap is in Brooklyn, which is pretty far from Harlem, I want to say, based yeah. off of my limited geographic knowledge of, of uh, New York. And that's true. I think it's a law in New York of the MCU that you can't leave your neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and or at least you, you have do, to put in transfer, be... pa- transfer papers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's a hassle. I mean, that's why Daredevil does everything just in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And as soon as Luke tries to leave Harlem, his place gets blown up, so he had to move back. So. Yeah, exactly. Ugh. All right. Well, anyway, Misty Knight. Mercedes Knight. Yeah. Um, again, Marvel premiere, 1975, number 21. Her superpowers is being a good martial artist and something else. That's a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I guess we can wait until um, that happens later on. 
Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Yep, she gets bit by radio the spiders. People. She is Spider Gwen. No. Um. <laughs> yeah. So we know we find out that she's a detective in this, right? Where she tells Luke that she's just an auditor. Yeah, the, yeah. Um, I mean, we we find out later in the episode when she's at a crime scene. Yeah, um, and she's there, like, seeing what's she doing? Scoping out the joint, or just watching Cottonmouth to see if he's doing anything illegal that you can see from downstairs. I was going to ask you the same thing. Like, I I think it's basically that. Like, she was just kind of watching Cottonmouth. Um, I don't remember if we get any more backstory to. I, I'm sure we'll find something out later. Um, maybe this is like personal for her and she just wanted to watch and see if she can get any more info on him, see who he's yeah. meeting with, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, she's obviously undercover cause she's not in uniform, um, yeah. whether or not it's sanctioned, but she's not doing a very good job cause she's just staring Cottonmouth down. I'm sure I'm surprised Cottonmouth didn't look down and realize it. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. If, uh. I don't know how much he would look around at, at things. He, he's probably more looking at the show, but I guess if it's his club, he wants to see how many people there are and that kind of stuff. So he'll probably look around the, the whole area. Yeah, I feel like you notice someone's looking up at you. I mean, as much as she is. Yeah, exactly. And do you, I guess we also don't know, does Cottonmouth know her? Like, would he look down and recognize her? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, does he know... He looks like he's the type of guy who would have a relationship with the cops. You know, crime bosses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Even I, if I think he had... Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I think we find out next week's episode, there's a little bit of that. They they kind of hint at that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, she she's a cop, and she investigates the murderizing, and she knows the kids of the neighborhood. She knows Pop. But, yeah. But yeah, there's not not much to say. This is a lot of setup in this episode. There's not too much to talk about. Here are the characters. Yeah. Here where here's where they are. Yeah, exactly. I was I was really curious what we would talk about <laughs> for this episode. Uh, but yeah, it, a lot of setup. It took me a long time to watch this episode, but mostly because I kept pausing to look up what comics the these characters came from for the first time. <laughs> I thought we were going to be talking about this for a long time, but oh. looks like we're not. <laughs> That's true. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, all, right. all right are we ready to go for the final 12 percent of the episode sounds good to me yep stark tower is your baby give yourself 12 percent of credit 12 percent. an argument can be made for 15 12 percent well i my baby? did do all the heavy lifting literally wow. i lifted the heavy things you know i'm 12 minutes older than you <laughs> go what percentage i don't know 12 percent 12 percent <laughs> that is not a plan. It's barely a concept. You're taking their side? I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Uh, yeah, I, I do a few small things. I don't know if you have okay. any. I have one thing. Okay. Um, So I, I probably should have brought this up earlier when you had actually mentioned it. Um, But they keep calling it the incident, right? The the events of the Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, my my main thing of bringing it up is why do they go with that name? I guess my first thought is, why couldn't they choose a better name? Um, and do the Netflix shows only use that name? Do we ever hear them say that in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Uh, or do they use a different phrase in that? 
I'm wondering if it's MCU wide or just Netflix. I don't. I I think in Marvel they only mention it like really in season one, and don't they call it like the Chitari attack and stuff like in the Fist where they've got the Chitari helmet. Yeah, you're right. I I don't remember what they call it. Uh, I'll believe you on that. That makes sense that they would yeah. call it that. So, huh? Okay. I mean that that episode maybe the first episode might be the only episodes where they actually refer to it directly. I'm trying to think. But I can't remember what they call it. Hmm. Okay. I I feel like it makes sense that they call it the incident um without giving an exact date. Because think about our other national tragedy, which was September eleventh. We don't refer to it as the attack on the World Trade Centers or something like that. We call it something really short. They might I think the other thing is they might call it like May twenty fifth assuming the attack happened the same day the movie premiered oh okay yeah that makes a lot of sense hmm. yeah but i mean the the incident's succinct and you don't have to refer to it as something tr- like i feel like we call it september 11th for people not to reopen the trauma every time they talk about it because some okay, people are yeah. sensitive about that where the incident is better than the alien invasion or the something. I mean, it's something succinct where you don't really have to think about it, but everyone knows what you're talking about. Kind of like September 11th. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, there was probably something like it showed up on the news and someone needed to give it a name. And then, so someone made up a name, started using it and then everyone just copied them. That would make yeah. sense too. Yeah. So like that was probably the day after the events of the Avengers when, when that showed up. Okay. All right. I was just wondering if that was something else, but it does explain why the name just kind of sucks. It does. <laughs> but again, right. like if we, if our reality were a movie, um, wouldn't you think the name September 11th kind of sucks? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Like w- without having any, <laughs> any kind of uh historical context, context you're like, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, in Watchmen, the TV show, they call... Have you watched it? No, I haven't. Uh, I think they said this in the first it, the first two episodes, and it's not a big spoiler. Have you read the comics? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah. Okay, they call the big squid thing that appeared in New York, and it killed a bunch of people. They call that, like, May 6th, or something like that. They call it the date that it happened. Kind of like we call September 11th. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Which, but they do it, I think, on purpose to make people think of September September eleventh. Where here, Marvel likes to, even though it's a terrible event that happened to these people, they don't want to remind people of that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Of the of the date. Yeah. Oh, oh well, I see of, what you mean. Of yeah, the September eleventh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Where this is escapism, Watchmen was very much um, commentary on society. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Uh, and then moving on, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, just kind of something I noticed about the show that I liked, um, you know, it, like the older you get, the the more you realize that there are so many other people like you that you think, ah, oh, man, I'm just weird. Um, but, you know, watching this show, there were two characters on the show, two main characters who don't like coffee, which is great because I can't stand coffee. And I know, Tony, hmm. you don't like it either, right? Uh, I, I've i never gotten the habit of drinking it. I can drink coffee. I don't dislike it. But I've never been one of the people who have to have their coffee every morning. Okay. Yeah. 
I used yeah. to be the kind of guy who needed my soda in the morning, but now I'm now I'm good. I'm on on water. Yeah, I people look at me crazy because I when I wake up, I just wake up and get up and go. My brain is functioning at like seventy five percent capacity, which is only three percent lower than regular. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like sometimes I get up a little tired, but I can just get up and go because I don't need that caffeine boost that I think a lot of other people do. Oh, all right. I I do think you're crazy, and I like I get up and I still have to like do my whole morning routine, but that's that's a whole other thing. No caffeine though. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Um. <laughs> usually, I wake up when I'm working. Um, when I'm not working from home, I'll wake up at six a.m. My wife, I think, wakes up at seven thirty. She wakes up after I leave for work. But on the weekends, when we get up together, I just wake up and I get up and every once in a while when I'm feeling in a particularly good mood or I feel like I'm a very mean husband, I'll just wake up and go, it's a grand and glorious morning and just start singing very loudly till my wife hits me <laughs> because I'm awake right when we wake up <laughs> and she needs her coffee. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you're not a good husband. You don't just go and make the coffee for her. No, well, we have a Keurig. Maybe I do, but it's literally pushing a button. So, like, <laughs> occasionally. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't need to do a whole pot because I don't drink coffee. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Moving on to my 12% of if we're done with yeah, what yeah, we're talking about. Yeah. I'm all done. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the title sequence that we'll talk about in the premiere only. Um, we the title sequence is like yellow that kind of represents Luke Cage his color from the comics, but with like pictures of Harlem projected on his back and on his fists and stuff like that. I feel like that represents um the fact that he throughout the series feels like he has to carry the neighborhood on his shoulders and protect them himself again, like what a superhero does. I thought that was just a clever metaphor. Yeah, actually, I didn't, I didn't think about that, but I really like that. All right. And that was the only random thing I had at the end. Um, are we ready to rate this episode? Yeah, sounds good to me. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost her best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? All right. Al, how many uh, black market hammer weapons would you give this episode? Uh, ooh. Um, now, are we still doing it on a scale of one to five? Because those yes. weapons are not as good as Stark Tech. No, well, they're not. But uh, we'll still rate them one to five. Okay, all right. That that seems fair. Well, we got to keep the scale the same. All right. Um, I, I'm going to go with like a three- um it's a lot of setup you know it's mm -hmm. not it's not the kind of series premiere that really gets you into a show it's the kind that netflix makes <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> That's true. yeah so it's the kind that assumes you're gonna watch a couple of episodes you're like you'll, you'll binge two or three uh yeah so I, yeah I, I think that's it um so i pretty soon i think we'll really get into it and it'll get a lot better but it's it, you know also i i remember the series as a whole just being a lot slower in comparison. I think that's why I like Daredevil so much. That was nicely paced in comparison. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So that, I'm I'm just I have to give it a lower score because of that. Yeah, I mean I'll give it just a little bit higher than you, a three point five. I agree with everything you said, 
But the reason I'm giving it a point five is because all the characters are very compelling. I want to see these characters more. It's not like uh, I didn't watch this and go, oh god, we gotta do twelve more of these. I'm excited to see where these characters go. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think like, oh, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> so yeah. that's nice. Yeah, we, we should have thought that like 160 episodes ago. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what? The three years? Four? Four years? When? Uh, we started when this in 2017, July of 2017. Okay. I remember it was, July. Yeah. Yep. It was Fourth of July before Spider-Man came out. Homecoming. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. know that's 2017. <laughs> uh, okay. That's how I, I live I my life now. That's how I live my life now. I reference everything to when uh, Marvel movies have come out. <laughs> well, so I don't remember which what year it was that my wife and I met. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that we met the day before Captain America, uh, the first Avenger came out. 2011. Years. 11. Okay. And I always forget if it's 2010 or 2011. So, okay. <laughs> Yep. Good to know. Um, I let's see. I met my wife between the Avengers and Iron Man one, which would be twenty thirteen. We we met on like New Year's uh, on New Year's of twenty thirteen. So it's really easy to remember the exact amount of time because it starts <laughs> on the first day of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes that really easy. All right. <laughs> yep. uh, righty. Uh, you good to close out the episode? Yeah, I mean, we're just rambling. So, yeah, yeah, why not? All right, sounds good. All right, everyone. Uh, so please join us next time. We'll continue talking about uh, Luke Cage for season one. We'll talk about episode two, Code of the Streets. Uh, and in the meantime, again, like we said earlier, if you could follow us on Twitter, we are at MCU underscore Rewind. If you don't have a Twitter account, you can make them. They are free. Uh, and uh, we also would really like it if you gave us a rating um, or uh, just subscribe to the show. If you don't automatically subscribe, that's always nice, too. Uh, anyway, this has been uh, the series premiere of Luke Cage with uh, Season 1, Episode 1, Moment of Truth. This is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, signing off. Have a marvelous set. reactions, don't be quick to judge. You may not know the hardships people don't speak up. It's best to step back and observe with coop, for we all must meet our moment of truth. Sometimes you gotta dig deep When problems come near, don't fear Things get severe for everybody, everywhere Why do bad things happen to good people? Seems that life is just a constant war between good and evil The situation that I'm facing is mad amazing To think such problems can arise from minor confrontations Now I'm contemplating in my bedroom pacing Dark clouds over my head, my heart's racing Suicide? Nah, I'm not a foolish guy